showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to Saturday Matinee Theater, brought to you by your friends at the Long Box Crusade. We are here on Planet Mongo, in our recording studio set up just outside of Emperor Ming's throne room. I'm your host, Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, and joining me as always is the Zarkov to my flash, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. And how are we feeling today, Dr. Cristados? You know, I'm kind of tired. I've been sitting here, you know, we flew here, and I've been waiting here for my assistants to come to help me do a podcast, but they've chickened out, so I guess I'm stuck with you guys. <laughs> well, you know what? We're happy to be here. Like we dropped right out of the sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Luckily, you're here with me now. <laughs> well, also joining me is the ugliest Dale Arden of all time, my brother, Jason the Weasel Skull. Albrecht, how are you today, Jason? Flesh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go marry Ming the Merciless because he's more of a man than you'll ever be. <laughs> so we are to believe that Mary Jane Watson is playing the role of Dale Arden. <laughs> it's not Mary Jane. I'm Dale Arden. <laughs> Sounds remarkably like Mary Jane. Six years of acting class out of Birmingham for this role. <laughs> Everybody calm down. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. We'll, we'll be good, Jane. We'll be good. <laughs> anyway, I'm Dale Arden. <laughs> I apologize to our listeners. Okay, we also have with us the merciless ruler, Emperor Delvin, the Dark Web Williams. And how do you do this evening, Your Excellency? I was pretty good until these folks crashed on my planet. I have a thing going. It's going to blow up the Earth. Then this dude came with all this fisticuffs and stuff and threw him in a pit. We'll see how it goes from there. <laughs> we'll find out. Why wouldn't see. you want to take over the Earth, Delvin? I have control <laughs> everything that this planet does, Pat. Don't you worry about that. That's a fact. Oh, goodness. Well, welcome to our first episode that covers the Flash Gordon serial. We're excited to do it. Give it a little background on the show is our good friend Pat. Pat, give him the background, please, sir. Well, Saturday Matinee Theater is a retro review show brought to you by the Longbox Crusade, where we'll be taking you back to the past with some potentially overlooked retro awesomeness in the realm of television, movie serials, or films. Basically, if it's vintage and it's kind of forgotten, we're going to dig it up. On this episode, we'll begin our dive into 19... 36's Flash Gordon serial Space Soldiers pew, 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 pew. <laughs> In 1936's Flash Gordon serial was produced by Henry McRae It starred Buster Crab as Flash Gordon Gene Rogers as Dale Arden Charles Middleton as Emperor Ming Priscilla Lawson as Princess Ara and Frank Shannon as Professor Zarkov So grab your ray gun fire up the rockets and blast off for adventure but don't forget to turn on the oxygen. Dude, I thought you only played the violin. What's up? Man? Woo! 
That was awesome. Well, you know, I've been practicing a lot of different things. So since we're here in a new place, I wanted to bring something really cool that fit in with where we're at. Well, I thought Liberace came right back to life, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's just because Pat dresses in a very flamboyant fashion. Hey, when on Mongo, do as Mongo, you know. That's how you roll. I like it. I like it. That's cool. You know, I like the colors up here. It's really, you know, they got really some flashy colors and <gasps> ah, flash, ah. flashy colors. I like it, their style. I like it. Speaking of liking style, maybe I should go ahead with this intro. Good plan. Chapter one was titled The Planet of Peril. The director was Frederick Stefani with writers Frederick Stefani, Ella O'Neill, George Plimpton, and Basil Dickey with guest stars of... <laughs> Beep. There, there were none. There were no guest stars. As a reminder, all 13 episodes are available on YouTube. We highly encourage you to watch this episode before proceeding with this podcast because not only is it just more fun that way, but Jared is about to give a synopsis about this episode and then we're going to discuss it. So there will probably be some spoilers heading your way. Again, if you haven't watched this episode, we recommend you pause here, go check it out on YouTube, and then come back to join our discussion. And at less than 20 minutes per episode, episode, it's not a big time demand. For those of you who are watching with us, we'd love to hear your insights. Don't forget to comment about the show on Twitter using the hashtag I'm following Flash. Pat! Hashtag I'm following Flash. Jason! Hashtag I'm following Flash. Jarrett! Let's do it together. One, two, three. Hashtag Hashtag I'm following following Flash. Flash. Awesome. And with that, let's turn it over to Jarrett for the episode summary. begins with Flash Gordon's scientist dad, and he has discovered a planet on a collision course with Earth, plunging the world into chaos. The athletic Flash Gordon is headed home on a passenger plane when his plane finds itself set upon by a meteor shower. The passengers bail out with parachutes, and Flash helps the lovely lady next to him, Dale Arden, escape the doomed plane. The two of them land safely, and conveniently, next to Dr. Zarkov. And Zarkov may be Earth's last hope, because he has developed a rocket ship that can reach the oncoming planet. Zarkov quickly recruits Flash and Dale to his cause, and they rocket to the incoming planet. No sooner do they arrive that they come face-to-face with giant lizards, and the less-than-friendly ruler of the planet, Emperor Ming. Ming has some plans for our trio of heroes... Zarkov is to be an enslaved scientist. Ming sees more lecherous uses for Dale, and Flash is tossed into the arena to battle for his life. But Ming isn't the only one with a lustful eye. His daughter, Princess Aura, pleads for Flash's life and attempts to help him in the arena, right up until they both fall into a mysterious trapdoor pit. Will Flash and Aura be okay? Will Dale have to kick Ming squarely in his mongos? Will Flash play his cards just right when it comes to Dale and Aura? Tune in and find out. 
It's time to talk highs and lows. Our very first Flash Gordon highs and lows, 1936. Let's find out what the boys thought. Delvin, you get to go first. What you got, a high or low? Can't start with a low. It's a new serial. You got to be positive. So let's go high. Flash Gordon had some static, man. He's like, what's this? I'm going to fight it. What's this robot? I'm going to fight it. What's these <laughs> mongoloid creatures? I'm going to fight it. What's this rock? I'm going to fight it. Yeah, it's like, don't touch this woman that I, I just barely met. Let's fight. <laughs> he was ready to throw hands at any and everything. So, I mean, it's interesting learning about Flash Gordon. Pretty good observation. Pat, what do you think? I was looking forward to this kind of serial. It's been a long time since I watched these, so I kind of liked it. Uh, I liked the effects that were going on in it. They're a little kind of cheesy effects, but it brought a smile to my face to see that. Mm -hmm. I would say charming. Yeah, it brought a lot back. And it's, it's amazing to see this effects. And then when we watched Sinbad the Sailor, those kind of effects, mm -hmm. quite a different comparison. But I enjoyed the effects. Well, since I wasn't with you guys on that journey, were Sinbad's effects not good? No, they were cool. They were cool. No, they were good. Yeah. It's just different to see this is 36 and Sinbad was 47. 47. Yeah, 11 years on. Yeah. Just see how that the effects like that kind of evolved. But yeah, charming effects, I thought. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more effects like that. I mean, we're on Mongo and we're with Ming and it's just there's got to be some other crazy stuff going on. It's like you, you got the lizard fight and I'm like, OK, I can't wait to see other stuff go on. <laughs> we know we do like that hot lizard on lizard action. Lizard action yeah, <laughs> we, yeah are, yes, we do. <laughs> we are Thank famous God. for it. <laughs> How did I not put the hot lizard on lizard joke together? Soon? It just came to me. I'm very it's in proud. my notes. <laughs> okay, Jason, higher or low for 1936 Flash Gordon? Space soldiers. Space. So follow me here for a minute. So Flash and Dale land in a parachute. They're approached by a Dr. Zarkov. Dr. Zarkov informs Flash and therefore us that he is waiting for his assistant to join him on the space mission. His assistant doesn't show up, so he recruits Flash. Flash says, well, we need to bring Dale. They argue, not enough room on the ship, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They finally allow Dale to come. They get in the ship and there's one chair. <laughs> do, now, I don't know what is this, because if I had been his assistant and I would have showed up, I would have been like, screw you. You're going by yourself. You couldn't put one seat in here. Not even handles. one of those little. He's got those handles that you can hold on. I'm not holding no handles. It goes in his face. I want a chair and a seat belt. He got a chair and a seat belt. Why can't I have a chair and a seat belt? Jason, they are state of the art handles. Those were legit handles. I will grant you that, Doug. But still, I don't know, but that just bugged me. Back to you, Jared. That was a unique design. Back to you, Delvin. High or low? Not really a low, but uh, so we'll put it somewhere in the middle. Was this serial set in the late in the 30s? I guess so. All they had was 30s technology. I don't know. Good question. Well, the reason why I ask is I'm not a brave enough. So when I saw that they were on a plane, I'm like, <laughs> mm -mm, no, no way I would be in a plane in the 1930s. And sure enough, they're like, yeah, we want to try and land, but we can't. So here's some parachutes, folks. What? <laughs> I mean, I would have been sitting there in the seat. <laughs> Oh, Does anybody want some peanuts or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, before for you real, go, 
this is that was the out of this is some bull crap. I didn't. <laughs> this is, I paid money for this. This is thirty six, man. Men were men. Yeah, this, People will tell you you got to yeah. jump out of parachute. You're just like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just they're like, yeah, okay, yeah, let's pass out the parachutes. Let's go. Like, and <laughs> <laughs> where was Flash's parachute? Yeah, he didn't even get one. Yeah. That didn't seem right. But they said it was on everybody's chair. Well, Fla- Flash Flash did have a parachute, but he fought it. <laughs> <laughs> you looking at me funny, parachute? Bam, bam. <laughs> well, she Daryl must have looked at him because she's like, oh, you're scared, huh? Boom, out the window. <laughs> yeah, he kind of had beef with Dale, too. Fears for suckers. <laughs> Get out the window. I'll fight for you. <laughs> I'll fight anything. <laughs> Handing out parachutes. I can't even get them to let me borrow a pair of earbuds. <laughs> Could you just imagine, though? Uh, seriously, like, <laughs> right now, if, like, you're on a flight and you're just like, yeah, you know, we're not really going to make it. <laughs> it's a meteor shower, so. See ya. Everybody grab a shoot. <laughs> Make sure your trays are up. <laughs> we ain't going to let you out unless your trays are up. That seat back better Sir, be you need upright. to go back and put your seat in the upright position. Oh, goodness. All right, Pat. What do you got, man? Funny observation. Those guards in the throne room, hmm. they need to put some pants on. <laughs> man, they just let their mom go swing. <laughs> These guys don't got no pants on. And then the guards that come out to meet them got bucket heads. How did they get their bucket heads out of the, the rocket they came in on? Well, to be fair, on the pants point, they had pants, but then Flash fought them. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to beat the pants off of you. <laughs> Ain't nothing ticks me off more than aliens and pants. <laughs> Take those pants off when you're fighting me. Wait, what? <laughs> See, I could talk about that too, but it's not my turn. <laughs> oh my, oh my. Yeah, Jason, what do you <laughs> something? Well, I will say for a high that I really did enjoy the fight scene in the cage with those creatures. Creatures were kind of goofy, but graded on the 1936 curve. It was still pretty cool. It was some really good. I saw a little bit of judo in there and a bit of wrestling. And that Buster Crab, he was a physical actor. He could get down and jam. I enjoyed that scene. I was watching it and I was like, they, they just like to throw each other. Like, just punch somebody, man. There was no punches thrown, I don't think. It was all, I'm going to toss this guy over here and toss this guy over there. And a lot yeah, of tossing, yeah. like watching wrestling or something. Or something. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what it was, but it was something. Like, it wasn't bad, I guess. It wasn't good, but it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't Roger Moore, right? I mean, at least he picked people up and threw them. There weren't any <laughs> super kicks of doom. To the butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the butt cheek kick. <laughs> Ah, it's gonna cramp. It's gonna cramp. <laughs> oh my goodness! But it wasn't bad. I feel like we all, we have another round left in us. Well, overall, it was pretty gripping. The action was pretty good overall, and not just the fight scenes, but the story. It's eighteen minutes and fifty something seconds. I think this show was. So you better make your point quickly, and they did. There was no wasted moments, and they got in and out of plot points really quickly, but effectively. And and I was you know looking at the whole thing, I'm like yeah, okay. 
Yeah, I got it. And even at, when it ended, it ended suddenly. It was like, oh, so good ending too. So a, a lot of very quick pacing with the action. I like that. If memory serves me well, these serials these cliffhangers, if you will, are all going to have that kind of ending. They always have a, did somebody die ending to them. That was kind of their shtick back in the day. It's been many years since I've seen It's been about 15 years since I've seen these, but I'm pretty sure they all have a, a gripping ending, which makes them fun. I mean, we know about that shtick, right? How many Spider-Man comic books have we read where Spidey is going to kick the bucket? All of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> you got any other closing thoughts, my friend? We'll do closing thoughts. What are you thinking? When going into this, I had to get my mindset and going, okay, it's 1930. It's an old cereal. Be ready for some kooky, crazy kind of stuff. And yep, I got it. But it was entertaining for, you know, eight, like Devin said, 18 minutes. It was entertaining for me. And I'm just looking to see how this plays out. And I was kind of comparing it to the 1980s Flash. Mm -hmm. The story is still kind of there, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought Dr. Zarkov was a little more creepier in this one, older one than in the 80s, but just a little little creepy, like, hey, I got this gun, now you got to go with me, and blah, 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 blah. But wasn't Flash just like, eh, you yeah. know, I could see my family last minute, you know, pretty handsome guy. I'm sure it's in a world scenario, it won't be that hard to get this chick to make out with me. I mean, <laughs> matter of fact, I was, was going to use your rocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, the rockets are knocking. <laughs> Don't come a knocking. I got a better idea. How about I fight you, kick your butt, and then make out with this chick in your rocket? <laughs> well, I can tell you as a guy who sat down and watched every episode of the 2007 TV series on sci-fi that, once again, like you said, with the parallels of the 80s movie, it parallels are there. The characters are there. So, yeah, they do a good job yeah. with the through line. I thought the guy who played Ming, too, was really interesting. Playing that part, I'm like, yeah, that looks like Ming. I think that was Professor Alan Middleton. <laughs> <laughs> In his younger days, yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, it was Charles Middleton. I was yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's his cousin. It's I Charles. believe it's his, his father. <laughs> Maybe he's moonlighting or something under his stage name. <laughs> Jason, you got anything burning thoughts left? I, well, I guess just one. I thought that the science was a little bit laughable, but when you figure it's 1936, it's kind of interesting to see what their perceptions were yeah. about space. Yeah. I enjoyed that aspect of it, a little historical science fiction, if you will. Yeah, it's always interesting when you watch movies like where they send people to the moon or something like that, and it's before we actually did it. And to see what their concepts were and where they were right and where they were way wrong and stuff like that, it was, it was pretty cool. Well, what really would have been nice if, you know, Maybe it's coming up later on in the serial. We see Flash fight the moon. <laughs> well, you're looking at to fight that planet. <laughs> Got some to say to me, crater face. <laughs> 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 now you got another crater. What do you think about that? Well, the those only- guards in the those guards in the throne room did take him out pretty quickly when he grabbed the sword and was like, whick, whick, whick. "Okay, oh, you got me." Well, I mean, if Flash knew how to use a sword, it's like, how did he? How would he know how to use a sword? Thirty six, well, man. Everybody took fencing classes. Oh, fair enough. I made that up, but it sounded legit. It, it did. Yeah. I mean, who who knows? They didn't have anything else to do in the thirties. <laughs> it it helped him with his polo game. That's right. They did say he was like a polo player or something. Yep. Oh my goodness. The That's only why thing- he had those pants on. That's why he had those those uh, pants with those high boots on. Oh. Can we talk about that a minute? Because those look cool, man. We need to bring those back. Oh like, yeah. man. Oh, they remind me hats. of uh, in our nightgowns. Oh man, that'd be fun. <laughs> 
and reminds it because I want pants like that and boots and that can be the Rocketeer. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Good point. Keep a lookout for those pants and boots for Pat. Boots with the fur. He's oh. got Planet Mongo looking at her. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The, uh, the only thing that didn't come up in our official discussion that I think has to be mentioned is when they took the rocket to Mongo, Dr. Zarkov, A, forgot to turn on the oxygen, and B, the only person that it seemed to affect was Dale. She was like, I'm, I'm passing out, I'm woozy. And he's like, oh, I forgot to turn on the oxygen. <laughs> like, how would that not affect the other two people in the <laughs> spacecraft? <laughs> well, you might see this coming, but off panel, Flash felt it coming and he fought it off. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna give me oxygen. Take this. I see you coming asphyxiation. <laughs> <laughs> He physically fought asphyxiation. That's amazing. Anyways. Well, and I, I like that also, too. When they get out of the rocket, once they're on Mongo, uh, Doctor has to lock it up. I'm, I was just waiting for him to go. Put the club in there on the steering column. <laughs> in case you couldn't tell, folks, this is a fun watch. It's, yeah. it's good times, which you should know if you've listened this far into the show. You've probably gone to YouTube and spent your 18 minutes on this. If you haven't, shame on you. If you haven't figured it out by now, this podcast is really like a film club. So you need to come prepared for this podcast, is what I'm saying. Well, let's move into the fun facts with Jared. I've got two for you this week. As you may or may not know, this is the very first on-screen appearance of this iconic character. It was created by Alex Raymond. A lot of people know that. It was a newspaper comic strip. And the comic strip had appeared just two years before the serial got filmed. So this was a very new character at the time. And these days, we know him as this age-old character. But at the time this was filmed, it was a really new thing. So if you think about those comic comic book movies that we know and love this has got to be one of the first ones very interesting and that just goes to prove that story and plot line and all that still falls through all the iterations that it's gone through mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah we mentioned the 80 movie we mentioned the tv series in the 2000s so yeah it's i think they should there. do a new one they should do a new flash that'd be fun uh, buster crab's one of those names that i've heard of but i don't mm-hmm. think that i've ever really seen anything he's been in i know he did a lot of tarzan serials as well so it's kind of cool for me to actually see him on the screen and i was really impressed uh, he was a handsome dude very physical had a lot of energy had a lot of presence so that was fun the old time he worked for it would be strapping he was a strapping <laughs> lad well you guys have done a nice lead-in for my second fun fact which is both buster crab and gene rogers bleached their hair blonde for their roles but buster had a much harder time with it he was very self-conscious about it apparently had this very platinum blonde hair after the bleach job and men of the 30s would whistle at him as if he were a lady and he did not <laughs> like it we'll fight <laughs> yeah so that bled over to real life he was like i'll fight you apparently he was really upset apparently he wore hats over it a lot he did not like the platinum blonde locks that he had they probably threw insults at him like look at this dandy <laughs> he's a strapping dandy <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm not a dandy whack, 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 whack. Well, with that, let's get into our ray gun ratings. Everybody get out your ray gun. Pew, 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 pew. Everybody's got five ray guns. You can't smoke or drink ray guns. So that's mm. a good thing. <laughs> what am I? I got to find something up here on Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. 
Oh, goodness. Anyway, we've got our five ray guns out in front of us. You can rate this episode on a scale of one to five. Five ray guns means you loved it. Four means it's very good. Three means it was good. Two means it was just okay. And one, I did not like it. Pat, since you're clean and sober here on Planet Mongo, hmm. how many ray guns? Um, uh, yeah, I just got to write a note here to remind myself on our trip and when we come back for the next show here. <laughs> what are you writing down? Uh, bring, a, bring a bigger bag. Um, okay, uh, never mind. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm just getting, getting some notes ready for the, for the next show and maybe just might bring back uh, some belongings to remind me of home the next time we're here. <laughs> right now he's just you know. huffing that pure oxygen from the rocket ship. <laughs> It is getting to, yeah, somebody better turn that line down. That's too much oxygen. Oh, wow. All right. Anyway, I am going to give this four. I thought it was very good. I have to go in that mindset of this is 36. If I was a kid in 36, would I dig it? And yeah, I would. I dig this one. Very good. I dig that rating. What do you think, Delvin? I agree with Pat. I'm giving it a four as well. I had a good deal of fun watching it. You know, sometimes even on some of the earlier Sherlock's, it, it, it took me a little bit to kind of grow on me. I think this one grew on me right away. And I definitely had that lens of it that it's, you know, it was a 30 serial, but I didn't even worry about it towards the end. It, it pulled me in enough and Flash Gordon in this very first uh, series or episode of the series has been enough of an engaging character that I'm looking forward to see what, what happened. And again, the clip cliffhanger at the end, definitely it would have me hooked if I were a kid in the 1930s and it has me hooked as an adult in 2019. So I'm looking forward to uh, more of it. Let me ask you this, Delvin. You mentioned that it made you think a little from watching the Sherlock's. Has that had an influence on going back to these older movies now or black and whites going, hey, you know what? It's not so bad. I'm going to give this a try now. Oh, absolutely. I am definitely more open-minded, thanks, yeah. between the Sherlock Holmes serial. And I'll flat out admit, when we were putting up for a vote, I was hoping for Batman. And when I heard that Flash Gordon won, I was like, oh, oh, okay. I don't even really know anything about Flash Gordon. So you guys know I am. If I have low expectations and then I watch it and it's good, then I'm even more pleasantly surprised. It surpassed my expectations. And that makes me pleased. I'm looking forward to the next 12 episodes. When you mention that, it's just opened my mind up to going, yeah, I think how many episodes we've done now, 20, 21, and we've watched a lot of black and white shows. It's, I'm okay. For, I'm like, get, bring it on. Let's see what it's got. It's like, yeah. It's like these hidden treasures in our past. Then yeah. yeah. doing these shows kind of makes us go dig it up. And we're part, part of us are like, I don't want to go digging for treasure. Then you find the treasure and you're like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's <a> treasure. <laughs> so, so I hope the listeners uh, as well as who is is joining us in on that and finding these little treasures and nuggets and fun with us too so absolutely very cool meanwhile we jason's got his ray guns over there he's anxious to put some on the table how many ray guns are you giving this jason it's all right <laughs> I see what you're doing i see what you're doing i see the jbr joke I'll say pew pew, pew, pew four. Oh, he's got. Oh, I didn't know if we counted the first pew. And then <laughs> yes, I didn't know if the gun had two pews in it yeah. or one is pew. It a two pew shot, or is it a? Does a pew 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 shot. Pew, pew 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 four? I agree with everything that Delvin said. Can't say it any better. I'm enjoying it. Looking forward to more. Excellent, excellent. We've got a four trainer going, and I am not going to derail it. I'm giving this a four as well. So fours across the board for our initial foray. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I worked in four. I worked in Ray. <laughs> 
<laughs> into Flash Gordon. <laughs> so proud right now. I guess it's good time. One, Jared. Good one. Oh, heck yeah. The show's over. I just got a good one from Pat. Thanks, everybody. Catch you next episode. In the fours be with you. <laughs> In the fours be with you. Lordy, lordy. Okay, folks. Normally, after we do our ratings, we will go ahead and roll into the Mongo mailbag. But oh. it didn't come up with us. No, it didn't. It didn't make it. Well, this is our first flight up to Mongo, so we don't have any mail for the mailbag yet. I'm going to add that to my notes, Jared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's okay. why you're going to have the extra big bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's an old smuggler's trick that I've learned. <laughs> A little for your eyes only smuggling, perhaps. Yeah, smuggling pistachios. So much. Actually, over. wasn't it Noble that played Dr. Zarkov on the 80s yes. Flash movie? Yes, the guy who played Columbo. Columbo on For Your Eyes Only played Dr. Zarkov. Zarkov. Okay. Yeah, there we go. It all comes back to Flash. But even though we don't have any feedback for the show, we just opened up our Crusaders Club over on Patreon, and we already have our first three club members, and we haven't even advertised this thing yet. So we're pretty excited, and we want to just go ahead and give a shout out. At the time of this recording, we're pretty flabbergasted. Pat, go ahead and tell us who our first club members are. All right. Our first Crusader club members are Dave Collins. He's that, our number one fan, guys. That wizard, wizard is a crazy old man. Crazy old man. He's a crazy old man, but a crazy old fan as well. So, hey, well done, Jason. Well done. Our uh, second crusader is Ivan Chudley. Ivan, cheerio, mate. Good on you. Good on you. And our third one is Max Traver. Sweet. Thank you, Max. Thank you, Max. Max. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate it. We were surprised that we were able to start to go off with these three people. So uh, very excited. And we're just looking forward to all that we're going to be doing on the Crusader Club. We got to write stuff and create content. Did we think this through? No, we didn't. That's why we did it. Yes. (laughs) Do we ever think any? You know, (laughs) we don't do it. Thought something through. Yeah. We do it live. That's right. And if that's something that interests you, if you want to join the Crusaders Club, you just head over to Patreon and search Longbox Crusade, and you can do that right over there. And we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you guys for those three original Crusaders. It means a ton to us. It does. Yep. Thanks, fellas. So that's it for this episode of Saturday Matinee Theater. If you'd like to hear more from us in the realm of comic books, action films, and more, check out the Longbox Crusade. Pat, where can they find that? Well, Jason, I'm glad you asked. You can find The Long Box Crusade on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. Or you can go to www.longboxcrusade.com. You can find us on the Twitter at Longbox Crusade. You can also Facebook us at Longbox Crusade as well. Or you can find us on Instagram at Longbox Crusade. All those places, just look for Longbox Crusade. I'm sure we're going to turn up somewhere. Thank you very much, Pat. And if you want to hear us on our trek through all the James Bond films, check out Our Majesty's Secret Podcast. Jared, where can they find that? Sean Connery sitting in for Jared tonight. I've made many trips into space, I'll have you know. A little movie called Zardoz. You probably saw it. It's awesome. <laughs> Just say that you saw it or he'll go on okay. forever. I, wore, I, I, like, I like your costume. Yes, the costume showed off my physique quite well. I was oh, in another yes. film called Outland, which I was in space, and that was pretty excellent. That was legit good. Yeah, it was a fine <laughs> Hey, film. weren't you in space in Highlander 2? Well, we don't like to talk about the spacecraft <laughs> Too. But I would like to go a little bit more about my career. I was in several films. I started my career in the late 50s. We'll start there and then we'll move. Oh, boy. This sounds like it might take a while, Mr. Connery. Um, we try to keep the show. Get out. I've got more to say, lad. Get out. 
I got it. All right, he's out. I'm back. Okay. How, how did he even fit in the spaceship? I, I don't know. I He's in the other room. What I did is I put him in that arena cage, and he is beating the pants off of those guys. <laughs> My money was on him. I'm hoping to get a little extra, you know, Mongo spending money. Anyway, after that extensive bit that we just did, you can find Honor Majesty's Secret Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and most podcatchers. Go to www.secretpodcast.podbean.com or on Twitter. You can chat with us at OHMSPod. Jason. And if you'd like to chat with us online, we can be found at Pat Kick Us Off. Well, you can find me on the Twitter at Christatos01. You can also find me on Instagram at Christatos01 as well. Delvin? You can find me at DEE underscore RAY1977. Jared. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, all at Yard Sale Artist. Or sometimes you can find me at the local community center where I drop Pat off for his meetings. You know what kind <laughs> of meetings we're talking about. Jason? You can find me at Weasel Skull on the Twitter or Jason Albrick on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to interact with us with live chat and be entered to win some free stuff on our live raffles, join us on our next episode of Doing It Live Stream over on YouTube. We do them on the second Sunday of every month, and we always start at 3.30 p.m. Central Time. You can get signed up for that by looking up Longbox Crusade on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel and click the bell so you'll get reminder notifications for when we go live. Well, that's it. Thanks for joining us for this Saturday matinee theater, and we'll see you next episode as we return to the 19th century and to our coverage of the 1954 Sherlock Holmes TV series for The Case of the Vanished Detective. The meetup location? 221B Baker Street. I'll show you why they call me Blinko, mother. <laughs> about to kick you in the sardines. <laughs> You'll be blinking your way back into consciousness. <laughs> oh, for the love of God, somebody get to the studio in Baker Street before Pat does. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right, it's all right. No worries about that. I'll take care of it. <laughs>